When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, how do I start this? <laughs> <laughs> With hope in your heart. <laughs> Hello, I'm Alan Davis. You're listening to the Tuesday Club. This is the Arsenal podcast. And I've got Ty Papula with me this morning. How are you, T? <laughs> are you all right? Yeah, I'm not too bad, up, mate. Up, yeah, up and away. <laughs> I am full of hope and joy. Living life as the super gooner. Absolutely. And Damien Harris, midfield general. Has uh, jetted in. Jetted in from uh, from Brighton. I can't hear myself, Chris. I can't okay. hear myself. Silent Chris is uh, yeah. been a bit lax with our chairs. Bit lax with the equipment. It's been finding it all over the house. Yeah, because it's <laughs> been because it's been that long. <laughs> so we, <have> go. <laughs> we haven't done a podcast uh, since the middle of February. Um, we, we, when we oh, uh, when we just beaten Leicester. Yeah, at home with a late winner. Yeah. Danny. returning Danny Welbeck, who got on the end of a Mesut Ozil free kick and sent us into ecstasy. Yeah. <laughs> at that point, uh, at that point, the uh, the treble, the was treble still, was on, still available. We to were us. in the cup. I'll go. I'll have a look at the fixtures because I've got them on a page. We were in the cup. We had a a fifty-fifty a, a uh, tie with Barcelona. It was fifty-fifty before the first whistle, wasn't it? Well, against uh, apart from before against they Barcelona, shit on your dreams. <laughs> <laughs> I think we got the title and of the <laughs> podcast right, right, there. right there. Keep it up, I said. Keep, keep it positive. We then had a thrilling nil-nil draw with Hull in the FA Cup fifth round. That was one um, to forget. And then, so, and then we had a two-nil reverse. I think you call it a reverse against Barcelona, uh, in which we displayed our extraordinary capacity for exposing our rear end to penetration. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> What the hell? At the point, at the point where it's about twenty minutes to go and nil nil's looking like a good result. Yeah. Given that your best hope in the new camp is a score draw, really your very best hope. Uh, and at that point, we had uh, all eleven players. Well, not the goalie. All ten outfield players in their half. Brilliant, brilliant setup against the fastest counter-attacking unit in the history of football, who then raped us fully and anally. <laughs> in a way that was extremely painful to watch. And the, the thing I remember about it, I don't know about you, I'm well, going back in a sort of half-season review. Maybe we'll do the whole season review because we're definitely not doing another one of these in my lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> um, when, when uh, I don't know about you, but in real time, mm. when the ball came to Lionel Messi, and uh, I thought he just smashed it in the net first time. I honestly did. In real time, but I did not see him stop it but he, lie check on the floor and then lift it into the net, which yeah. he does, which he does all the time. He did it it's, like in the blink of an eye. It's beautiful, yeah, like that one against Almunia a few years ago, where he volleyed it over Almunia oh, and then volleyed it in the net. 
Or that, the one, I, that I thought was done in one movement. Or the one against Almunia where he had the one on one and he sat Almunia down on his knees and then, and then lifted then it over lift, his head. Lifted it over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's got quite a showreel. You know, he's got more <laughs> Champions League goals against us than any other team. Or the goal, no. or the goal where I, I don't know if it was that game or another Barcelona game where we got spanked over there, where he played a one-two off Silvestra. He and did Silvestra. He played a one-two a off Silvestra, and then and then <laughs> a, good, a good signing. Because everything about Silvestra was good, wasn't it? Worked well, really well for the could, club. You could say it was the most it was the most laughable <laughs> Arsenal player to play against Barcelona and we thought it would never end again and then Matthew Flamini got close enough to Messi well, to knock him over. That was a, well now I must say that the sight of Flamini running on and seeing that number twenty is it he wears on seeing yeah. that running away from me because we sit behind the benches, listener. Was a horrible moment. That was the, I, that was the moment where I thought, really? That was this is moment. where we're at. <laughs> we're sending that lad on. This is where we're at with our millions and our stadium and our, all our fortunes and our squad. And he's the one we're sending on. That was the moment for me <laughs> of the season. That that might have been the moment when I turned. That might have been the moment when I turned. <laughs> Forty-seven seconds. <laughs> Now, the thing about Messi, right, you can't see his feet. You don't know what they're going to do, and you can't see them. Your eyes are, they're too quick for your eyes, right? You won't be able to react. <laughs> do not go to ground. Don't even try, right? I think, really, if they were going to play for me, they just should have said, we've got a man, Mark Messi. It lasted about 10 minutes before he got the second yellow. There is the, um, there's a, there's a, some excellent uh, Arsenal people online, but the guy Arsenalist who um, from Toronto who always puts up kind of clips of uh, very interesting clips. Uh, you can actually watch a good game without actually seeing it by watching his clips, which he puts up on Twitter. But then he put together a Matthew Flamini showreel for that game, a highlights package for that game, which starts with Matthew Flamini clapping himself on and pointing <laughs> and ends abruptly. <laughs> Ben ends abruptly after he is side down the best player in the world. Uh, so doesn't it then go cut to him stepping later. into a chauffeur driven, driven Bentley and being sent going to the headquarters of his bio the, the United Nations. <laughs> Shaking the hands of Kofi Annan or someone and solving the world's uh, problems. Well, he's, um, it's, fair, it's fair to say that he's... Um, biofuel. What is it? Yeah, yeah, it's something or, something or other acid, isn't it? Look at that. Look it's it up. fair it's to say that he's saving he the planet, be, if not Arsenal. He may be. He may be uh, heading towards um, the exit door, as it's always written. Well, I read in the paper this week he's after a new contract, leading an exodus. What's a new contract? He doesn't want. Is that seriously? What's a new contract? No, he's not going to get one. Get would you be surprised? <laughs> would you be surprised if he did though? Mertesacker, meanwhile, has just got back to the back four <laughs> after being <laughs> completely done over by Suarez and Neymar. Mertesacker has been. Oh yeah, I mean Mertesacker. By the way, didn't help uh, uh, Flamini uh, any minute now. That's what a Flamini supporter would say somewhere. He wasn't going to play though, was he? Well, Mertesacker. No. Why not? They were going to play Gabriel. Yeah, oh, that, that was always set that to be Gabriel. <laughs> that was the plan. <laughs> well, no, better, the thing now in Gabriel's defence, he's all right. If it's on the ground. As soon as it's in the air, he's a, he really it's as if he thinks it's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> you know that like when we play six aside, you're not allowed to kick over any night. It's like, it's like that. He's going, oh, it's, our, it's, a, it's our ball, isn't it? It's our ball. As, so and as when he Car- saw Andy Carroll coming in, he heard jet engines. He <laughs> <laughs> was like being a gnarm. He heard a chopper. <laughs> <laughs> He's still sitting in a room like Sheen, covered in whiskey and broken glass, reliving the moment that Carroll, Carroll hovered overhead and blocked out the sun, and it was just a shadow of this giant vulture. So do you reckon? Like, what is that? This isn't allowed. He's off the ground. <laughs> ah! 
Gabriel, Gabriel, it's just their centre forward. He's enormous. What is he? They don't have these in Spain. Lolo, Lolo. Lolo's in the court again. Nobody (laughs) makes me happy. Stop singing, Lolo. He's here again. He's flying. Look at him. So do you reckon that Nacho and Monreal then also yeah. thought, oh, it's okay. It's the put- worst left back in the league. They're putting a cross... They're putting a cross- the worst left back in the league. They're put- he's, no, not, he's, come not. On, he's, he's not. Come on, he's not. He's far maybe a, from maybe it. Maybe a worse one. <laughs> I can't remember. There's not. I can't remember any of the other Maybe left. a worse one. Alan Hutton's right side, isn't he? <laughs> Leighton Baines. Oh, no, I'm sorry, mate. I'm sorry. No, I've been through them and I'm telling you, I'd have, any left, I'd have any that other left back. There's many players he was playing the season. I don't, want, I don't want to pull rank or anything. It's not, it's not fancy going to the game. But I'm going to say, I was there and I saw Antonio. He virtually took Monreal's shorts off him and put them over his head. <laughs> it was that humiliating. He didn't have a good game. That doesn't make him the worst left back in the league by oh, a long stretch. He's yeah. had so a, he's played... him, who I would like. Their left back, Cresswell. Anyway, he had a good game. Let's go back. <laughs> do you want to go back? After we lost to Barcelona, we had a game against Manchester United in which Gabriel's fear of the high ball was first revealed. <laughs> <laughs> As the ball comes in, what is that? It's coming out of the sun. It's spherical. Lolo! <laughs> and he made he managed to make Rashford look like, he like Mark Hayley. Rashford. He didn't look for Rashford. He didn't care where Rashford was. He was so bewitched by this thing falling out of the sky towards him. He had noticed the bloke, the 18-year-old kid, who, who, who ran Tottenham ragged at the weekend. Not. <laughs> <laughs> because they seem to have two good defenders at centre-half. It's absolutely killing me. It's killing me. Have you seen those two they've got? We could have had either of them. Aldevireld. Or Toby, as we call him. Yeah. <laughs> So that was when it was first exposed. We can't defend crosses. We cannot at all defend crosses. Cross it. I said, Keep it in there. I said, mentioned that. Did he say that in the press conference as if it was like, a, you know, well, you know. As if it's play. not his fault. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we've, many of the goals that we conceded this season have been on high balls. What, you mean like, like in the English Premier League? He's, he's telling us sp- things that we know. We know that. We watch it. We watch it. Yes, well, you see, I've I analysed it with my special powers and I can see why we've let in. You know, we've lost 14 games this season. 14 games, we seven haven't. in the league, oh, seven right, in the okay. cups. 14 matches we've lost. I mean, this talks about consistency. We'll win a couple, <laughs> we'll win a couple, we all get up, and then we shit our pants again and let in a stack of goals. I can't understand them. Chaos. Who would you clean out first? D. I only came today. <laughs> I only came today to watch D find D is burrowing away. You can't hear him at the moment because he's burrowing away, <laughs> looking for a glimmer of positivity. The Manchester United performance, right? Now, I like, you know, I like a laugh. I don't like to go on too seriously about football. After all, what do I know about it? I've never been in the dressing room in my life. You know, I've, no, I've never had, what's his face, Vidic up my arse for 90 minutes. So I don't really know what I'm talking about. But I do know that the Manchester United performance was a disaster. I mean, it was a disaster. That was a low point. It was a really feeble, weak performance. Graham Souness, who I like a lot as a pundit, he was almost crying with rage. I mean, he couldn't stand it. I felt like he was going to go down on the pitch and start banging heads together himself. What's the matter with you lot? Pull your socks up. Try harder. Work harder. Tighten up. Get closer together. Go to Old Trafford against their kids. They didn't have a team. I mean, they had 10 people out. They had 10 people out. They're Mm. bringing on kids from their youth team their own fans don't know. It's extraordinary. And yet we were feeble. We managed to score two goals, weirdly. Uh, 
Yeah. I, I, can't, I can't hardly remember that game. How did well, that go? Well, we were 2-0 right? down. We were Alexis two Sanchez down, kept we? disappearing in, into our half to get the ball off our back four because their midfield was a disaster. And it was driving me mad. I'm thinking, Sanchez getting the final third. When he did eventually get in the final third, he put a ball in the box and Ozil got a goal. But he, just, he, he was so, trying so hard that he was, at, he was too deep all the time. And he just get upfield. Someone will give it to you. We go and do some damage. We, got yeah. two, we went 2-0 down, didn't we? And it was 2-1 and then 3-1. Oh, or 3-2. Um, do you know what? I've, uh, maybe it's my selective memory, but I've just completely blanked out. Can I have a summary? That is exactly it. Exactly okay, I'm going to read you the report. Okay. <laughs> what accent this are you going to This is the BBC do? report. So okay. You can assume that it will be impartial. Well, not that film <laughs> naughty. Teenager Marcus Rashford scored twice and set up the third as Manchester United derailed Arsenal's Premier League title challenge. Danny Welbeck nodded Arsenal back into the game. Ursula assist. And I Ander Herrera the... got the winning goal with a deflected shot. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. They they were yeah. What happened to um, uh, Ozil's assist? How easy on this season? And then Rio Ferdinand no. tweeted... Do Arsenal actually want to win this league? Lowest standard for years? The time is now for the Gunners. But against an understrength and youthful home side, the Gunners blew another opportunity to demonstrate their credentials. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. I remember. Um, the, the Chelsea and the Man United are they games. Your, are they your low points this season? Well, yeah. Lee Dixon Gave. tweeted at half time in the Man United game. Lee Dixon, the reasonable right. man. This is it. The season, right here, right now, 45 minutes, man up. How did that work out for everyone? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they read that tweet. <laughs> Didn't it? Did he not? But he was in the dressing was room Steve with the Bold. rest of the back four. Steve. Just standing there all the time looking at him. Yeah. I thought Steve Bold would read out tweets as they run out at <laughs> half time. Or maybe Vic Akers could do it. <laughs> right, just had this from... Uh... <laughs> and now, I goes, so, so now he has his social media <laughs> <laughs> so some of the ex-players who I banished from the club and no longer talk to <laughs> cross me once and you are dead to me but Bold, Boldy <laughs> reads them what, out what game was it where we um, had that mm. little tuck at Thierry for saying he can't see properly even the posh seats that was a oh, no he's got no friends left he's on his own out there he's only at the Damien they're going on a cycling holiday through Belgium in the summer <laughs> Damien I can't Comes this way. <laughs> I have heard there's a four-year-old who can do keep me up his. Comes Davis this way. Oh, I, thought, I <laughs> yeah. was no, worrying no. where you were going no, with this that. Is a, this is a home team podcast. <laughs> Not one of those. Yeah. No, Damien's on his way to a, the, the training camp in Austria. <laughs> <laughs> up the gunners. <laughs> just him this and, time, just him This our, time, this year. Him and Arsene working out a series of tweets and Instagram posts <laughs> for the... For <laughs> For the coming to motivate season. the team for the, for the coming season. season. Yeah. Now, after that, we lost at home a, to. I bought you a um, new meme, Arsene. This one should work on. This one should work on Hector. <laughs> we lost at home to um, Swansea. Ah, no, that was the low. That was a very, very low <laughs> keep, night. Keep them going. That was the most annoyed I think I've ever been. I think it's uh, home the, game. I think it's the most annoyed you've ever been. No, remember I've that. Seen I you remember more how annoyed, annoyed you were. After. You've seen me more annoyed. I, I don't like, felt more annoyed. I. D- yeah, there was a one re- you were really annoyed. I was really annoyed. Yeah. I didn't think they were trying. I thought they went well up, started quite well, and then let a goal in with a terrible wide open back four, no one covering, someone playing someone onside. Routledge, wasn't it? One pass through the middle. Yeah. Urzel tried to win a free kick instead of winning the ball. And then that it was fell it. and the pass through the middle and they got in and scored the equaliser. I thought that was pathetic. And then the sky fell in. They thought this is what we're gonna do now. We mm. can't possibly win now. We've let one in, it's one all. It's over. When can we leave? 
Ramsey and Flamini in midfield was a disastrous combination. And those no were one the, could seem to get it off the back four. Those were the days. Oh, mm. my God. That seems like ages ago, doesn't it? Then we let in another goal, and we somehow managed to lose a game to Ashley Williams, who we should have signed years ago, in my view. Then we played Spurs at ho- away, and uh, that was all going horribly wrong. Cockerland. It was going horribly right until Cockerland decided. We could do like a, what was the most stupid thing done by an Arsenal player in the season? That would be a good one. I vote <laughs> Cockerland second yellow at White Hart Lane oh. is up there. I can't think of anything. Oh, I know what. Mertesacker on Costa. Ospina. Gabriel on Costa. Ospina, Ospina dropping Ospina it. throwing it in his own goal. <laughs> uh, was the. Um... This isn't fair because you obviously prepared for the <laughs> end of season. <laughs> no, no, I, yeah, I promise you, this is all off the top of my head. Bollocks. These are the things I think about when I think about the season. There are people thinking about disaster. There are it's people like looking listening. at a battlefield. It's like looking at a burnt out shadow of a church <laughs> and no trees. There are, there and are, hearing some moaning. There are people listening in. Uh, there are people listening in who are shouting out their own worst Ooh. Arsenal moments. So it's not right, a case of being have, prepared. Aaron Ramsey's finishing. Not, full stop. Aaron Ramsey Aaron six Ramsey yards out midfield. on the volley. Where's Aaron, that going? How's it geometrically? How has he managed to put it there? The goal's in front of him. If he just hit him in the face, have you score. D- did you say Mertesacker against Chelsea? Yeah, I've had that one. Okay, yeah. cool. uh, Don't go near Costa. Whatever you do, certainly not to ground. <laughs> Any others? Please. Anyway, we were losing that game against Spurs. I've only got positive ones. Mertesacker chased Deli Alley down at the corner and then let him backheel it to Harry Kane, who then scored an absolute worldie, as Merce would say. <sighs> it was a bit Mercer-esque of the goal, actually, coming in from yeah. the left like that and bending it. Yeah. Merce would have been proud of that. Was that the last game that Mertesacker started? I can't remember. Who did we have after No, that? wasn't Gabriel... No, uh, Gabriel was still injured, wasn't he? he wasn't he injured... Didn't Gabriel injure himself in the warm-up? He was a late in one of those games. I forgot that it was Gabriel who injured uh, Jack at the start. Yeah, broke his leg. Thanks for that, Gabby. Okay, so... Trodden in when a high ball came over. Ah! That's why I went for Jack, because he's the little one. (laughs) Alexis Sanchez got an equaliser. There were two assists in that game um, from Hector Bellerin, who is the best right-back. In the league, name a better one. Alan Hutton. <laughs> <laughs> Danny Rose. Is that the punchline for all your jokes? Alan Hutton. Kyle <laughs> Walker. Alan Hutton. <laughs> Alan Hutton should be the butt of every single. It should be the answer to every Somebody joke. did there. It might have been Sunes actually did their team of the season and, and you picked three midfielders and he put Eric Dyer in and then the internet went absolutely mental, right? Because he hadn't put Dimitri Payet or Meza Ozil in. Right. <laughs> he put Eric Dyer in. But I think he was picking a team that would actually go out on the field rather than the best, you know, anyway. Uh, he also incredibly put Ivanovic at right back, um, which suggests to me that he hasn't really been paying attention to right backs. Yeah, or, or maybe <laughs> isn't quite the authority. But Bellerin, yeah. who looks more and more like Philip Lahm every week. I mean, he could play central midfield. That's how good his passing is. He's really so fantastic. And he made both the goals at Spurs with brilliant passes. Yep. And I did start to wonder when we were playing Watford in the cup why he didn't play him. He was sitting watching and Callum Chambers played well, the, right back. I was going to say. A yeah. lot of opportunities. I like Callum Chambers a lot. But a lot of opportunities for crosses Not and he's doing ball. his best. But he is, Hector Bellerin is the best. He's the best passer from the right flank finding people since David Beckham, if you ask me. Beckham we had so much of the ball against Watford like you'd expect. And Bellerin would have made a chance. Yeah. Bellerin would have picked someone out Agreed. with one of those. Why he wasn't playing... It's an absolute mystery to me. I understand you rotate the team. I get it. I get it. I get all of that. But really, if you're going to have so much emphasis on the overlapping right back as your main creative out there against a team that plays 4-4-2, sitting deep, 
Cameron Chambers is not. It's not the time to pick him. It's just not. But Gibson was on the other side. And, and uh, so have we gone straight? Uh, can we? There was a brief moment at White Hart Lane where we rallied, and that was. Yeah, good. we look good. We that are. Was we are good. a decent side. We're a decent that, side. That was good. Played quite well sometimes. Yeah, but I reckon we were about sort of fourth place finish sort of side. Cut run. It's not over yet. <laughs> What you mean it might, we be, played it might re- be fifth? We played really well against <laughs> no. we, we played really well against uh, Tottenham and they were they were danger of arsenaling it until we just handed you know, until we handed the game to them. Until Lecoq handed the game to them. And everyone who was watching it was screaming on the way over you can see him on the way over to the ball. Yeah. Game, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. Oh you Wenger said uh, uh, I said we said to him, we told him at half time. You are on a yellow. Don't get yeah. a yellow. What was the first yellow? Was the first yellow? Or yanking. Just, just yanking. Because he's an absolute it was liability, yeah. the kid, isn't he? He's a total oh, that's it. And, and Dyer sh- Pull him off. And Dyer should have gone as well. Yes, yeah. he should. Would have, should have, could have. But it, it, yeah, he should. He should have gone. No, I, I, I know what you mean, D, but, but it's just... Still, Frank Cockerman, is, that is unforgivable. You know, yeah. Really, it really well, puts in the shit. Parts of, part of it, you know, learning. His education. It's not. It's How not, old is he? This is it for him now. This is actually happening. This is his actual career. Yeah. This is the thing we have to really got to shake this off at Arsenal. This uh, we bring the young ones through. He's not learning. He won't be learning. I got high hopes for Theo Walcott. He's got. He's <laughs> <laughs> high hopes. We got high hopes. Hey guys. Oh yeah, we are the guys. The Young Theo's learning his trade, honestly. Is, um, I, I, I still can't it's funny, isn't Theo, it? Theo, Theo, uh, Theo, Theo's heat map for the last the, month. It's the clap. I, I, it's a bit my... Hey, guys. Ooh, it's I, a bit my... It's all the gunners. Ooh, it's, hey all, guys. it's all a bit Michael Lamin. There's nothing... There's no... You know, oh, Theo. It's not a single edge on it. It sums it up for me more than anything. The thing that I really disappointed me is that after Man City, they stayed on the pitch for ages and Walcott and Mertesack are jumping into each other in front of the fans. I don't know what the hell you think you're doing. It's embarrassing. And then the dressing room selfies all over the social media. There is none of that coming out of Leicester City, you know. There is none of that. You don't get Riyad Mahrez. Here's a photo of all the lads in their underwear after our win at the weekend. But do you look... <coughs> at what? At Riyad Mahrez's Twitter feed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I imagine him to check in. If there was a photo of 10 Leicester City players in their jock straps, it would, have found, <laughs> it would have found its way onto one of the newspaper websites that I can't It would be in a casino somewhere yeah. in himself. <laughs> but do you, know, do you agree or not? I think someone by now should have said to them, that, no, no more of this posting, dress, no images of the dressing room, please, online, at all, any of you, stop it. Because it's you're celebrating too much too soon, and it's given the wrong impression. And we're, this is a serious business. You've only won one game; it's three points. So, no, if you sp- anyone posts another picture from inside this dressing room or on the pitch or celebrations of a game, you're dropped. Would that be a stupid thing to say for the manager? It's it's sort of absolutely unthinkable, yeah. isn't it? People, I, I suspect he doesn't know Wenger because I suspect he's not on social media at all. No, and I... the social media expert in the dressing room is yet to that post is yet to be filled. <laughs> don't know why I'm Holding looking at you two. Cry, that is the job. Crying out for you. I'm just, I'm just seeing Arsene scrolling. Lee through, Dixon says, "Man scrolling, up, scrolling through." <laughs> Hey guys, uh, maybe Snap- Theo could do that. Snapchat of Arson. <laughs> Rio Ferdinand says it's really this is a big opportunity. Yeah. So. Hi guys. Hey guys. <laughs> it's weird how 
The, Roy uh, Keane says you're all massive CNS. <laughs> Hash, hashtag Monday motivation. <laughs> <laughs> flashback, uh, flashback Friday <laughs> to last mm. season where we came fourth. No, yeah, third last so, season, wasn't it? Tottenham was uh, yeah we showed some got a draw spirit, which yeah. I was pleased about because it was my birthday the next day and it could have taken the edge off yeah uh, what, what happened on your birthday did anyone play records at a venue uh, yeah a yeah. couple of mates played some old records were they any good yeah they played a lot, a lot of blondie it's good to- <laughs> <laughs> Jesus how, how drunk you were and you still remember drunk. that I played I was the least drunk in the room rubbish <laughs> that, that, you, that I just happened to accidentally play call me by blondie twice <laughs> he just won't let it lie unbelievable I was too busy larking around the drink anymore of those lethal cocktails yeah uh, and then we beat Hull away 4-0 boom Back in the room, <laughs> and uh, Theo Thanks. got a couple there. Yeah, quite, quite a good one, didn't he? I think I seem to remember. He can do that. And Giroud got a couple. Oh yeah, yeah. but it was nil nil, and then one of them gave us a back pass, and oh yeah, yep, they went to shit. And then we thought Wembley again, but we stuffed them four nil. This is one of the things I don't understand about our season. You may not be disappointed about this result, but I was disappointed. I still am disappointed about Sheffield Wednesday three Arsenal nil. That wounded me. That result. Petr Cech was in goal. I think Mertesacker played. A couple of kids played who looked terrified. Picked up two and big the, injuries. The absolute mystery of England international players, experienced players, not warming up properly before going on as subs and pulling muscles and being out for weeks in Walcott and Chamberlain. Like, really, that was really what a shoddy was mess it, of an afternoon who's, that was. Who started? Mm. Ox started and then and got injured, and then Theo came on and got injured. Isn't that so right? Rambo came on and got injured, didn't he? I can't. No, I can't. <laughs> Hang on, I'll go. So we look at the report. Yeah. But anyway, they hadn't warmed up either of them, and they got injured and were out for weeks. The team looked awful. That was also the last time that um, we saw a lot of those. A lot of the. A lot of those youngsters, because I, mean, I think Arsene was quite scathing afterwards about, you about them mate. just not well, yeah, quite, but just not you know, being ready at all. Glenn Kamara and Benesser or whatever they're called, there's no sign of it. It be at that point. Or was, was he come on as a sub? Maybe I think he come as a sub. <laughs> I'll, look, I'll look it up. I'm ready for the. But Iwobi. anyway, I'm ready for the Iwobi bit. <laughs> just, just I just was annoyed by that result. I just thought that was feeble, and that, that's a team that's below hole in the league. So you, this sums Arsenal up too. There's another little way of summing Arsenal up. This is a team that can win four 0 at Hull or lose three 0 at Sheffield Wednesday. Depends. Depends how the day goes. Well, Depends. Who, you know, one or two players missing. Some not trying. Notably, Giroud didn't try at Sheffield Wednesday, and then suddenly you're out, and everyone goes, "Oh well, they're a decent side, Sheffield Wednesday." Well, they're not as good as Hull. Hull are above them in the league. Better players, better squad. Smashed them. Not so good as Arsenal either, by no, the way. No, not really. <laughs> so that's, that's worth considering. <laughs> so I, that, I thought that was a bad sign. And if you look for our season, it, every now and then it, you're going all right. You know, so we had 3-0 against Man U. Brilliant, brilliant Sanchez. That we game, would, fantastic. That was great. And 3-0 at Watford. Beat Bayern Munich. Beat Everton. And then Sheffield Wednesday. Smashed. But then we beat Swansea. And then humiliated. I mean, really, to the point of shame in Bayern Munich. I mean, appallingly awful disaster. <laughs> <laughs> Bayern Munich yeah Bayern Munich are really good but it was terrible scraped a draw against Tottenham and then a terrible result of West Brom drew at Norwich just goes up and down up and down the whole season been driving me mad when did um, when was uh, Sa- the Santi and Coquelin injury well that was around game. the West Brom Norwich game period wasn't it? I, I still think that was our biggest Santi it was bad news bad Santi news. going was and then Sanchez was out injured at the same time. Wasn't Sanchez he? wasn't such a yeah. loss. And Wilshire. I, th- I don't think 
Santi wasn't. No, Sanchez. Oh, right, I okay. don't think... Santi uh, certainly was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that was, but, I think... But not, I, I mean... I th- sorry, go on, dude. Well, I think that's possibly if you had to pick one point in our season. Because what? we were going very well... Uh, and then suddenly we had Flamini and Ramsey in the midfield. As much as they tried, the balance wasn't there. I, I think that's it more than anything. I think you know, it's what it's what had to fill in with you know the Santi and Coquelin thing, which came about by accident. You know, sort of kind of mid in in halfway through last season, it sort of came into play. So it's an accident that kind of worked and. And then when you take Santi out, no one else sits, you know, Ramsey and Coquelin didn't work. Ramsey and Fl- Flamini doesn't work. No, nothing else worked up until you can argue now that Coquelni has got at least a bit more of a base to it as well. But then nothing else worked in that space. And we played a club with as much money and as much prestige as we've got. We played key games again and again with Matthew Flamini and Ramsey in the midfield. Well, and it's just have, not... It's just, a good, strong it's path just not midfielder. fair or right. It's just not fair <laughs> to the supporters. <laughs> it really just... <clears throat> the poverty of options that we had is a disgrace. The West Brom away game featured uh, the, uh, the season cameo from Mikel Arteta, who, who ran around, scored an own goal, gave away a free kick. <laughs> Generally had an awful. He came on awful afternoon. He came on for Santi that His day. His captain's didn't he? notes in the program have been fascinating all season because he really is son of Arson. First of all, you have Arson, and then you have son of Arson. They say basically the same thing, but neither of them are on the field. Neither of them can say well, anything talk, like, there's talk, me there's talk I was pe- crap on Saturday. There's talk that Guardiola wants him for... <clears throat> uh, Why does he want him for coaching roles? He's only 32. He should find a job somewhere in the midfield hey, so was some a- half-decent club so and was play a- for another three seasons. So was A.D. Boothroyd. You know, the genius doesn't, genius doesn't come he's, with experience. I mean, maybe he really is in trouble with his injuries. Maybe his calf can't heal. But he's only 32, the bloke. He should be... Maybe he can't be a Champions League club anymore, but he should be running someone's midfield for the next two or three seasons. Yeah. He's a fantastic player. But I can't... You can On the fingers of one hand, can you list all his assists for Arsenal? He just doesn't give you enough in the final third, really. But he's a brilliant passer and he's... He's a great bloke. He's a great bloke. We've got a lot of great blokes. Well, that counts for a lot, haven't we? It? We've yeah. got great blokes all over the club. They're lovely. Danny Welbeck's <laughs> stop looking at me like that. Danny Welbeck's a great bloke, and like I said, I said, what we I said for the West Ham game. Jamie yeah. Vardy's a great bloke, isn't he? I don't think so. Danny really Danny Welbeck <laughs> Danny Welbeck needs to be more like Chris Partlow. You should understand. You know, you'd appreciate that. I Just don't think, a, I don't think I do. do I? Is he in the Snoop? wire? Yeah, of course he is. <laughs> <laughs> Where else are we going? He's what um, Snoop's partner in the wire. Oh, right. like a cold heart. Oh, Jesus, that is really that's cold. That's a, that's a big step for Danny. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to see. Dan- I would like to see <laughs> Danny pistol down his tracksuit trousers. <laughs> And you can take the boy out of Manchester. Yeah. I'd, like to see, I'd like to see a bit more of that arsehole in Danny. Um, Danny's all right. He is all right. Yeah, he's a very nice guy. We'd still be in the cup, though, if he hadn't missed that sitter against Watford. I'd have to leave by that point. I missed the Watford game. I was in... um, Both ones. That that featured the assist of the season. Uh, Arsenal's assist of the season is uh, is renamed the Meza Ozil Trophy. Because I can't think of anyone else who's Stop made it. Stop trying to make this an oh, end of season review. It is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of this, we'll then write the script for the remaining fixtures. <laughs> We're going to win them all. Mesut Ozil's back heel for Welbeck. That's why they booed him in the return fixture, because they were unhappy. No, no, no. He got, he got kicked up in the air by a Watford player for having the temerity to back heel. Back heel the ball with what it was oh, yeah. disrespect. It was disrespect. Also, he gave him a bit of. He, he, 
I don't know, he, he did some mocking applause as he went over to take a corner or something. No, he just clapped them. Yeah, yeah, football fans, they respond well to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Watford game. What was fascinating about Watford was how much Watford tried in the cup and how much they didn't try in the league. Because yeah. they tried in the cup and they had a cup side to look forward to because <laughs> yeah. they're beating us in lockdown. In the cup, they yeah. bust the gut, they gave everything. They had 9,000 fans there. I do think there's a case to be made for increasing the away allocation at Premier League games because it does make a big difference when in they're not When they're not arsehole fans... <laughs> Yeah, don't you think? So can you pick and choose? I really feel like Tottenham can't. And it is possible, it turns out, to put the away fans upstairs, because we do put them upstairs for the cup, and they have to put a blanket over the first three rows or something, because they're all going to start gobbing on club level. And the pictures I've seen... Club level deserve nothing more. Pictures I've seen, Barcelona Barcelona put you very upstairs, don't they? Yeah, they're virtually in Madrid when you go to the new game. You actually can't see the ball. I mean, I've got a mate, a mate, a cousin, who's an architect in Sydney... And uh, when they had the Olympics in Sydney, him and the people in his office, for fun, decided to design a stadium. They were never going to get the deal because it was already done. But anyway, so they designed it. And they designed a 200,000-seat arena. And they said, that is, the, that is the biggest arena you can have, given that football is going to take place on the, on the field at some point. If one more row back and the ball becomes invisible to the naked eye. (laughs) (laughs) That's the biggest you could go to. Isn't the as so that's a little bit what the new cab is like. The ball is just about visible. Isn't there a South American stadium that Macarena? Yeah, but that was that was standing. Right. That was really cramming everyone from the slums in to yeah, some that was decrepit place. It's going to fall health, down. Health, if Pele does one more <laughs> volley from 25 yards, the place is going to fall down. Yeah. But yeah, that was the big concrete bowl they all stood in. When they built Wembley, do you know, when they built Wembley in the 1920s, the original Wembley, uh, they got uh, soldiers in to go up on the terraces and do rapid on the spot drills to see if it would fall down. Right. <laughs> There's actual footage of it. And on the double! <laughs> and literally running on the spot. Right, right it right. hasn't fallen down. Move over to block D. <laughs> True story. Where are we in the season review? Oh, then we went to the new camp. Oh, yes, I was away again for that. I can't yes. remember that game at all. And we got smashed to pieces. Um, we lost five. Did um, we score? One on aggregate. We got a goal. El Nenny. Oh, yes. Swerved was, in a beauty from the edge of the box. That was a fantastic goal. It was a lovely it? finish. Tidy. Uh, always look good in the new camp, quick, don't they, goals? Have you got a quick snap, uh, unreasonable judgment or reasonable judgment on El Nenny? I think he's I a, really I think he's, like him. I've begun to, begun to like him a lot. Yeah. He broke the record for completed passes in a Premier League game recently. Um, 122 completed passes. Maybe it was in the Cup, actually, against Watford. Right. Uh, the previous holder of the record was Santi Cazorla. Against Newcastle earlier in the season. Yeah, and you say we haven't won anything yeah. this year. And this was in that some, some very Stick that up your arse, Keith. It's a really sort of mocking uh, article online about, well, here's one for Arsenal fans. <laughs> I'll either go around the place going, see, we're the best at actual football we're anyway. Past it, <laughs> we've yeah. had more touches. Yeah, we've had more touches. I really like. Coquelin and El Nelly. You like the Coquelin and El Nelly like combo? Axis. I thought it was quite odd in the game when we sort of started losing them. Did you Which turn one? your phone to Apple? There are better yeah, players than... On Apple, he's on Apple. There's now, a better player than Coquelin. getting uh, instant iMessages. What I'll do is I'll put it on silent and then you'll just get an odd buzzing. Oh, OK. <laughs> an odd rumbling. <laughs> there is yeah. a better player than Coquelin out there for Arsenal. 
Um, El Nenny and the Cock got pulled against West Ham because they offer next to no goal threat or assists. And he just, uh, yeah, you could yeah. see that that's what he decided. In the end, he went with Ramsey and Iwobi in four two field. 4 yeah. 2 4, basically. And really went for it. Yeah. Um, the thing that upset me most at West Ham, many things well, uh, upset me. Can we just do the Watford goal, that second one? Okay. Which one? Yeah. That was bloody lucky, wasn't it? Which one? The the what for goal in the FA Cup? The one that he smashed in off the yeah. other side of the bar? Yeah. You, why I, was it, why one of was the it best lucky? goals you've ever seen in your life. Okay. Why was it lucky? <laughs> where was, I was. I would call that a thrilling execution. Right, okay. Okay. That's yet another fullback scoring the goal of his life against Arsenal. Yeah. Yes. You know, this is, that and the guy at Southampton. Yeah, or... It, you know, you'll never do that again. <laughs> I, don't think, yes. do that I, again. I don't think he's you'll played again. again. <laughs> <laughs> he's still there, but he can't. They don't let him shoot from thirty yards anymore. It'll never happen. But um, letting Troy Deeney hold it up for fifteen minutes was the annoying thing. About that right. Goal. Okay. Uh, where, um, the the Hornet um, said after the said that you were very gracious. I decided to leave earlier after the for uh, the FA Cup game. She said you were very gracious. She said there was a lot of anger around, but you were very. You I were just lent in the copper field tea, if I'm honest. <laughs> <laughs> Did she not mention that? Well, she's, she's listening now. We'll talk, we'll talk about well, what that. What did she one. think was going to happen? She's going to pick her up and throw her out. You'll never come in. <laughs> got one here, I've got one here. They played well, yeah. Watford. Yeah. They played well. They, you know, you've, got, you've got to ride your luck a little bit, haven't you? And you've got to uh, take your chances and hope they miss theirs and you'll scrape through. But you're away from home against a big club who've won the cup the last two yeah, seasons. Yeah, you've got to hope their centre forward's yeah. got, you've got to hope their, you've got to hope their centre right forward's going to miss. You, you hope their centre forward's going to miss an open goal. Danny to make it turn. All. He turned on that ball and it was a bit under his feet. And he, his, I think his feet are a bit too big for him, frankly. <laughs> so he, doesn't, he hasn't got the dream touch, Welbs. But I think if, in a couple of seasons, he'd have had a little look at the post before steering it in between. But mm. I think he just snatched at it. In a couple of seasons? Yeah, when he's grown up, <laughs> grown into a man. Maybe we're doing it Myself. in the Euros. But I'm, I've got a lot of time for Welbs. And I thought, actually, in that game, the thing that disappointed me most was they were playing a 4-4-2 and it was just not happening for us. It was one of those days with Giroud, it was just not happening for him. And we kept going in, coming inside off the wings and running into trouble and it was too easy to defend against. And I just thought, just match it up. Why don't we go 4-4-2? Just match it up against them. They're not really showing a lot of ambition. Hmm. Why don't we put Welbeck up with Giroud and help Giroud out? Just help time, him out. The only time we Go change up there anything and change at all, it. He wouldn't change the it. The only right? time we change anything at all is against a team who are like demonstrably better than us. That's literally the only time I can think of us in changing. So he just anything, sits and thinking so. this should be working, but it's not. And we're one 0 exactly. down, and we're thinking we're going out. We are going out. We are definitely going out. It's not happening. We're not creating chances. So many times this season, at half time, it's Arsenal nil. There's not enough chances created in the first half. It's too easy. We start too slowly. We can't get a rhythm going. We weren't getting anywhere. I thought, put Will back on up with Giroud. Go 4-4-2. There was a fabled, there was a fabled yeah. game last season against Man City when we beat them 3-0 up there and it, um, and it was held as the tactical master because for, for once, at least in the Premier League... 2-0. 2-0. Hmm? In the Premier League, then we actually changed the way that we play against another Premier well, League side. And we never, and, I, I don't even know if we really never changed the way we play. We showed a little bit of fear. And a bit of nous for a change, and well, sat back a little bit. But that's but against a team that's uh, and they're not that, better than they're us. Not really that good, are they? Well, no, but that's <laughs> kind of what gets proved. But I, I can't think. And we always change the way that we play against Barcelona. Of course, you have to, and the same with Bayern Munich. But these are the only times. What I would say to you too, is they change the way you play. 
Barcelona, Bayern Munich, they change what you do because you don't have any choice because they've got the ball for seventy percent of the. Okay, game. you mentioned West. Yeah. You mentioned West Ham. Um, if if um, if Monreal had been having an absolute stinker in the first half, would uh, Arsenal have whipped him off in the same way that um, they, they take off? Uh, who's, the, who's the guy? They that, changed from three at the back. They took off their right back, Tompkins. Tompkins, was one of their centre backs, getting, and then getting, they moved Antonio to right back. Because he was getting roasted in the first half. Well, they were having a bit of trouble. We were outplaying them. We, yeah, we were outplaying we were them. We were playing good. really well. I love Iwobi. I love everything. His spirit and his energy. Oh, I think we might be um, playing a record. <laughs> I just see Iwobi <laughs> at the Olympics. Moving his lips, just moving his lips. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing coming out. That's the stadium collapsing. It's all around him. There are lads singing it in Ibu or Yoruba or Igbo, as I call it. Hands, hands to their chest proudly. <laughs> yeah. And he's mumbling. Yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. Carney says, Carney says yeah. that Iwobi's next step can, is the sky. It's fantastic. Uh, was that the Nigerian national anthem, by the way? It wasn't just in Nigeria, case yeah, it, it anyone didn't recognise it. It wasn't Nigerian national anthem, indeed. It was he indeed. made both her goals against West Ham. Clever little passes around the 80. He did also box. give it away for the first for the first one, as uh, someone oh. gleefully pointed out to me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my one of my highlights of the season was when uh, the pride on your face when Alex Oroby scored his goal <laughs> and his uh, home goal, his home goal, and. I'm yeah. still I'm still gutted that my it joke was, about uh, getting four one nine on the back of his shirt was wasted on wasted. everyone apart from me and Stone's kid, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. Alex, <laughs> who got it and was laughing away. You know, we bumped fists afterwards. It's it was it's so a, pleasing. It's himself. a gangster joke. It right? was indeed a gangster it's joke. It's a gangster joke, listener. <laughs> I'm just going to pause now where our Nigerian listeners <laughs> stop slapping their thighs and wiping their eyes <laughs> and compose themselves and then we can oh. resume our, resume if, our if, normal programming. If only I could do a decent Nigerian accent. Like I want to get T to do Alex Iwobi's aunts phoning him up and asking for money. Not wanting to be a racist or anything, but that's, you've done that to me before. You've made, you have me in stitches doing impressions of your aunts asking you for money. JJ, <laughs> it has happened. It's happened many times. JJ, uh, JJ Kocha was is very is, is very proud and tweets after after another match winning performance from Iwobi, who has been brilliant since we started playing him. It was a big big shout to pick him in the. In the new camp, yeah, he almost felt like two fingers up at Theo, really. But it was turned <laughs> out it was like, <laughs> it turned out <laughs> to be a great selection. I didn't watch that game, that Barcelona game. I was working that night, oh. and I uh, didn't see it. I watched a little bit of on the TV after through my fingers. Didn't really want to see us get done over yet well, again out there. But we looked all right in possession. We, we were the first half. We were good. <coughs> I thought. I was watching it in that bar in um, scoring, New York. What's it called? Let's talk more about Iwobi. I mean, he has been the bright... Well, when we went to Everton, who can't defend at all, and exploited that fact with a very good performance. Next manager of Arsenal? Oh, no chance. <laughs> Absolutely. No. He's not the next manager of anyone. Well, well, fitting perfectly. Yeah. But they're, they're getting... You think him and Arsenal never ring each other up? I said, how do you defend? I don't know. <laughs> no idea. When I came oh. to the club, I had loads of blokes who could defend already. Oh, <laughs> I, I had a look. We, our defensive record is still quite good. Our against is, I think we are 
third, ironically. What? But what I don't get, dear, about Andy just Pence. No, no, it's, I just thought it was interesting no, it's, because no, it's true because we have got clean sheets and sometimes we do do we do do that. But some, when we don't, we just fold massively and concede huge numbers in a rush. You know, and that's what baffles me. That's what baffled me. We were letting three at Liverpool, three at Man U, three at West Ham. I don't understand why we suddenly well, it, one game happens where it all goes wrong. And at West Ham at the weekend, I sat standing there. Why can't we defend? Really, I mean, I joke about them behaving as if Carroll's come descended from the sky and he's a terrible winged monster. But these, it's a basic. So when he pulls around to the back post, one of the centre backs has got to go hardly, with him. You can't tip pass toe, can on to Hector Bellerin. Do you remember when the game against when he was playing for Newcastle and we got beaten one nil at our place? It was on the left yeah, hand side, and everyone was going, "Watch out for Andy Carroll." He was monster that day. That was about five, six and years ago. And I think that was Koscielny. I think that was Koscielny who was sort of like... They beat they us 1-0 took, and they he took was a free unplayable. Kick. They took a free kick right in front of us, didn't they? And it angled in like that. And he came, you know, sort of ponytail going like a helicopter <laughs> yeah. like that, winching him up in the air. And he just monstered our back four that day. Yeah. But yeah. the mystery to me is there's a, a bit of controversy about whether he should continue picking or spinning or he's been making brilliant reflex saves and picking up points on the check is worth 12 points a season game if we didn't have check therefore we'd be about 8th now but Ospina got us the point that Spurs with a brilliant save he made a reflex save oh, from yeah, Chadley yeah. or someone and he's been really really good however I'd forgotten about Carroll because he doesn't play that often or he's often on the bench Yeah, and he started well, now whether Billich is starting him regularly or he's just so I'm going to play said he didn't. Play Carroll, Arsene right? said he was a surprise it's not supposed to be a surprise to you mate no it isn't <laughs> And you've got a taller goalkeeper and a very tall centre-half, and maybe you might pick them. You've got a better goalkeeper and a taller centre-half. That's the other thing as well. And loyalty. Um, he picked him because of loyalty. Because it's right? hard to leave out a player who's playing very, very or tr- well. Or try. Right. Or try when it means that your best keeper, who is fit again, who comes off his line, by the way, <coughs> as opposed to standing behind There's his no line. There's no doubt that Czech dominates his area better than Ospina. He's a taller, bigger man. He's got longer arms. He's got longer reach. You know, it's just, it's, you know, he might come out. For the first cross, I thought he could have come out. and then, But it was a brilliant ball in from Cresswell and it was curving away yeah. from the goal. And he's just been, he's pulled onto the fullback at the back post. It's absolute basics. Someone has to go out with him, you know. He's like John Carew. Remember Carew? Against when he, he headed yeah, one Valencia. in for Valencia against Tony. He beat Tony Adams in the air and it was yeah. a really a shock to Arsenal fans to see Adams beaten in the air by someone that was how rare it was and we got knocked out by him and it killed us Ray Parlow had scored that 30 yarder in the first leg of that game or 20, the 20 yarder in the first leg and we'd gone over there and the, but then they got uh, away goal and they we got an away goal and we lost an away goal but yeah. Carew got the, the, the only goal yeah. of the game out there with that header and that yeah. was towering towering header it was towering so yeah. yes but uh, Car- I mean Carroll did Carroll got the chance to monster us but at 2-0 on 42 minutes Come on, lads. Well, <laughs> at 2-1 on 45 minutes, look, I, looked, I looked up. I'm behind our goal, right? So we're attacking the far end. And I could see Bellerin miles right and miles away. All the way down there on the edge of their box doing his Philip Lahm. And then on the left-hand side, Monreal, possibly not certain where he is on the pitch, really. He's looking for Antonio. you in the crowd going, you said I was what? <laughs> Antonio's looking at him thinking, I'm gonna, we're going to have a foot race in a minute, mate, and it's going to be hilarious. <laughs> and I'm going to have the ball. But he's strong as anything, Antonio. Really strong. He's a good player. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Iwobi couldn't 
find it in him to get back and help. Danny Welbeck actually came and helped a couple Sanchez of times. Sanchez is culpable as well, a little bit. Someone's going to have to go and help. But when you're set up in this 4-3-3, who helps? Right? So one of the two central midfielders, do they go? But they've got Beati and Noble to do. Who goes? No one seems to want to go and help. I hate the system. I really, no one seems to know what their job is. You know. So we've had it before where the fullback's been badly exposed against a fast winger. Mm. But, but the point is, both the fullbacks are in their half, way up in their half. Iwobi's dribbling at them, try, and we're trying looking for a third because we're so wounded at having conceded when we're dominating at 2-0, although they did have a good goal to there. We're looking for a third rather than just shepherding the game to half-time. This is what you do. You do your boot lace up. You take a long time over a throw-in. You pull someone's shirt. You stand on the ball. <coughs> game you waste that minute. It's game, you get I was hoping half-time. you wouldn't use that phrase. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> never failed to disappoint. This is the, that's exactly what was needed. If in this situation, what would Chelsea do? They would not let in another goal. And we ended up with a cross coming in and we headed it out for a corner. And once they've got a corner, we're all shitting ourselves. It was appalling. It was appalling. And, that, and then the second half started and we came out and they, they took ages to come out. Like ages. So we're all standing about, you know, like a Sunday league team. And they came out and looked really up for it. Their second disallowed disallowed goal. Their second disallowed goal on uh, Mike Dean would have allowed that one to happen. It would have been just a bit of of rough and tumble. Mm, But it was just. It's a a foul. That's a foul. It It was. was, I mean, West Ham West Ham fans were. It's funny when you're in the away end. Because you don't really know. It's so loud in the away end most of the time. Although we did our 20 minutes, it was fairly quiet. But it's, it's, you know, in that ground, it's a proper old football ground and it's good fun in there and it's loud. And what you forget, I don't go away so often these days, you forget that when you're in one corner of the ground, there's always that, there's always a load of blokes from the home support who deliberately sit themselves near to, <laughs> to the away fans <laughs> and spend the whole game offering you out. <laughs> the whole game pointing at individuals, yeah. doing wanker signs, pointing to the exits. See and you so outside. It, honestly, if you look at them long enough, someone will offer you out. And yeah. it's, it means really funny. And the, the, the last thing I went, I went to QPR, and we got offered out by blokes the entire game. See, after a while, is it me? Who's that one? I think that's you. <laughs> There's a it was quite an overweight bloke in an orange anorak, and uh, he got cocked early on, and we, people were singing Satsuma at him, and then they were singing Tropicana, and then they were singing Tango. <laughs> yeah. Every song you could think of about Involving orange, oranges. Involving oranges. <laughs> and, uh, and he... <laughs> I am Curious Orange by the fall. And then didn't manage that one. <laughs> and so there was a lot of good humour at 2-0. A lot of good humour. And then and then they got to three two and then they started singing Satsuma Baka <laughs> and then we got our goal and we did our Lauren Cashelli song and yeah. we were looking for the winner then Adrian was time wasting and yeah. they, they were so to go for the kill you know. we brought on um, uh, Theo Walcott hey guys as an extra forward <laughs> as an extra forward breaks your heart doesn't it and Theo. the cross at the end that that cross at the end into like sort of plops into the hands of Adrian and everyone's just like well that's about he it, needs to it? look at Antonio. Really, because there's no Antonio's no more talented than Theo is. But when when Theo had the chance in possession, running down the right against their fullback, he did not try to run past him. He didn't try to run round him and get between him and the byline. Use his shoulder and push him and force him either to foul him or give a corner away. He mm. just checked back inside onto his Which, left foot yeah. looking for help. Antonio just ran Monreal, just ran him into the ground. 
and got his foot around it and put a cross over to the back post. I, I think the interesting thing it's with confidence. Theo, the, the, well, this is it, and this this for the first time this season is the first time he's had a bit of a, a, what was the game he came on. And there was a bit of a joke when he was sort of substituted on. There was a bit of a laugh. And then <laughs> he got the 4-0, wasn't it? Was it? Watford. The it's Watford. Watford. Yeah, he scored. There was all, and this he is the first time... If he got him the pitch against Watford and he tried some ludicrous 40-yard pass and gave the ball away. That was the first well, thing Well, then he looking at him going, I've had 120 touches. Yeah. I'd never it's give it away. <laughs> Just give it to me. I'm on the record. One. It's the first time he's had a bit of... There's been a bit of negativity. I know we've always grumbled, but there's always been, for our oh, unlucky Theo, it's always been him. I know what you mean. I think and the phrase is critical mass. The negativity is really critical mass. Yeah, and you're just going... It's broken at Arsenal. Amongst the Arsenal support, it's broken. With Theo, yeah. The disappointment is overwhelming. And, and it's not... It was not helped. Not helped. I feel sorry for him. He's famously a nice man. It wasn't helped for him to have all that time out injured. It was quite fun when he was on the stretcher, giving it 2-0 to the yeah. Spurs fans, you know, back in the day when they were shit awful instead of really quite good. And that was fun. And then he came back a year later and the world's changed. Yeah. Right? He's not very good anymore. He doesn't seem to have the same burst of speed that he used to have. His confidence is shot. The team isn't playing that well. Tottenham are really quite good. And it's all gone to shit for him and he's not going to the Euros. He's going to miss another tournament. Yeah. yeah. You know, but, he missed the World Cup through injury, didn't he? But the most frustrating bit is the Manchester United well, game. Like Capella. The Man United game was the the template that of was, yeah, what that his was. performance should yes. be yeah, and you just front. want which man? You don't mean the Man United game at Old Trafford because that really wasn't the template of his performance no, no. no. but the, the 3-0 and you know and you just if, if Boldy's aggressive wasn't he if Boldy's doing anything with his social media <laughs> Role, <laughs> maybe a quick little montage of that game. Do you remember when you, you tackled Schweinsteiger? Yeah, I've got your best yeah. moment. Remember that? Theo, swipe right, I've got your best moment. <laughs> Show him that and just go, look. That's called you tackling. Know, when the subs are coming on, they're always showing him an iPad. Yeah. And the subs' eyes are glazed over because they're really just shitting themselves about going on until you get the first touch. Yeah. You know, and they're going at corners. Don't mark anyone. <laughs> Stand on a six yard line and watch it go over your head. That's all the rest of them do. <clears throat> There's always some behind you you can blame. Remember that? <laughs> David O'Leary. <Yeah. laughs> I'm all right, Jack. Never your yeah. fault. Yeah. That was his nickname, wasn't it? I'm all right, Jack. Jack O'Leary, Jack. yeah. Because it was never his fault. Yeah. So, I, so where I, do we go from here? <laughs> I can't, I can't right. even. Is it? I can't oh, even right. do it. I started watching UFC. I, I mean, that is the lowest of the low. Okay, it's not even a sport. <laughs> Just people in their socks kicking each other in the nuts. It's a load of shit. That is UFC. <laughs> I've Idiots! Never, I've never seen clowns. That. Yeah. Honestly, the people outside the cage are much more frightened. They put the they put the fighters in the cage to protect them from yeah. the animals who turn up. <laughs> turn up to watch. Um. Yeah, I think I was really, really. I mean, I think I, I know what you mean. I do feel as though the fans have really. It didn't help. It didn't help all that stuff I want to go through in the middle and all that contract negotiation that went on and on. And I, so I went to some event, a and a or a charity event or something, and Arsene Wenger was there and there's a few people sitting around, you know, and he's got this kind of guru air. He's very charismatic, an interesting man, intelligent. So he always like to hear what he's got to say. And someone asked him about Theo. I said, what's going on with Theo's contract? And he started singing Money, Money, Money by ABBA. <sighs> This is one of the high moments of my life. 
I thought your Waitrose Delhi gag was one of your highlights. I'm just imagining his shoulders moving. Money, money. That's what he did. It's saying to you in that mum moment, all this stuff in the paper, by the way, about I want to play through the middle, by the way, is a steaming pile of shit. They're trying to angle for more money because, you know, that's that's all it's about. And then then last week is on about, well, Theo needs to decide if he's a winger or a centre forward. He can't make his mind up. It did feel, I mean, it did feel like. Back to those contract negotiations and stuff. Something like that, you did feel with the fans. You better be good after this. You need to be really good when you, you come back. Yeah. And the only time for three years, years, right? The amount so, of nonsense has gone on. You really got to come back. And hit well, the I think that was a feeling. And then the only time for three years. So within a year, it's back on again. Because as soon as you've got two years left, you have to do a deal quick. Because one year left and your price is cutting off. Yeah. But this time, no one. So it was got back on again. So they give him four years at 140 grand a week, and he's not delivered. He's not delivered, but, you know, he can't come out. We beat Man City at home 2-1. He scored a very good goal past Joe Hart, who's a fantastic goalkeeper. That was a, that was a high moment of his season. He's done nothing since. You yeah. can't then go to the press and say, I think it could be our year. You never say that. You don't say that. Paul Scholes never said that. Ryan Giggs never said that. You never say that. It's not your year till it's done. And that betrayed it to me. Mm. Let's talk about West Ham wanting him for £26 million, pounds, and it's a classic case of old drama. Uh, down yeah, there. I was going to say. <laughs> the other thing is, Iwobi's it, it appeared on the scene, and I don't know if you watched the under-21s the other night. They, had, they put it online. I watched it because I love oh, Jack. Yeah. You know, I love Jack. Yeah. I'm a big Jack fan. He can have as many fights in the West End as he likes. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> he smokes as many fags as he likes. I don't <laughs> care. And he's a fantastic footballer. And he looked fantastic, you know. He looked out of breath after an hour, and he got yeah. pulled. But that'll be the facts. I was really pleased. Ten million might be the facts. You're <laughs> <laughs> not helping him. And he's up late punching people in the street. That's what 20, 20 Rothman will do. That this to is, you. This is an eighties footballer. He'd have loved it in those days. There's no internet, no no phones. Just go around having fights. It reminds me of the story about Gary Parker, who used to um, play for Forest. Yeah. There's some story about they went out for their Christmas party, the Forest player. This is before the internet, before mobile cameras. And it was a fancy dress, and he came as Superman. Anyway, they all got bladdered. And he was last seen on a street corner in Nottingham, knocking seven shades of shit out of two blokes. Two blokes <laughs> dressed as Superman. <laughs> Those were the days, my yeah, friend, exactly. when a footballer could go and <laughs> get bladdered and have a fight and didn't yeah. get into trouble. Anyway, I watched the game and uh, Chris Willock. Chris Willock is the is the next one. Yeah, and it really is a case of if you if you sign someone or you keep someone who's not doing it, you kill Chris Willock. I mean, maybe you'll go on loan, <laughs> right? But I don't want Chris Willock killed because this I've never seen someone who resembled Raheem Sterling so much. And in terms of football talent, it's undeniable that Sterling is exceptional. Yeah. And he's got speed, brilliant balance. He can sell dummies. He can finish. His first touch is amazing. This is the real deal. He's the real thing. Liam Brady mentioned him at that thing we went to. He's, he's a proper talent. Yeah. And he's coming through the under-21s and he's going to be a player. He's going to be in a first-team squad hopefully next season, maybe the season after. I really like him. So with him and Iwobi appearing, yeah. the position in the squad of Theo Walcott and Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain <clears throat> is under, under yeah. threat. But uh, Crawley as well looked very good by looked at. He but does. You, get back, the question, you yeah. get back to the question. You get back to the question. The awkwardness comes is that, okay, killing Chris Willock or Iwobi or someone... Then do you, if these guys do get promoted, they they'll they'll come on at Arsenal because that's what Arsenal Arsen does. Like it won't be happens. It won't be happens at Arsenal. It doesn't happen yeah. at Chelsea or Man City. Quite right. right. Um, but then do you need to? You, 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 they're taking 
some a place in the squad for someone who, who comes in. If you want, if I was saying, if you want to promote the youth in this way, then you have to temper the shouting at the TV when we don't when when we don't sign certain other players because you can see what he's trying to do. I think so. The problem, my problem is that I've never really fancied Giroud, not unlike most of the human race. I'm never really no, I, a, I, 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 I understand. Always, I understand. I've always made it a seven out of ten. So I feel, I've always felt like we needed a better centre forward, and I ne- and I don't think we defend well enough. So I, we need to look at our defenders. It's really, that's as simple as that. I mean, we need better centre halves, of course. But I, I guess I'm talking about these. I'd have Cahill and Williams. Players. We could have no, had Cahill and Williams. I wouldn't want Cahill. I wouldn't want Cahill when we're near the side now these days. No, but well. you know, we've got. Um, <laughs> but then I was. <laughs> I think he might have headed a couple of those crosses out, but never mind. <laughs> it is just it is tough when we, you you know you enjoy the emergency of Iwobi. Okay, I mean you know you you enjoy Jack, albeit when you get the chance to, and it is tough now that um, back in back in the you know back before the dream died, as you once famously put it, when we could actually enjoy these players, two thousand eight, nine, ten. You know you could see these players coming through. You can see it is something to be proud of when players come through from your club and space is left for them and. Uh, we used to say average players elsewhere shouldn't come into this side because of this kind of burgeoning of talent that we've got and it doesn't happen at other clubs uh, but you also might say <laughs> they've got more trophies than we have I get that too but you see what I mean it's very complicated it's very complicated watching getting excited about someone like Chris Willock and he may never play for he, he may never play first team football if he was at somewhere else but he will probably get a career at Arsenal I hope he does well, let's hope so it would be criminal to have a talent like that and not be able to nurse him into the squad yeah. and play him it's really good um, so I mean with with Walcott and the Ox because I mean yeah, you know again as I was coming up on the train preparing my defence as, as I was coming yeah. up on a- <laughs> <laughs> preparing my defence <laughs> for some reason I felt it was yeah um, you, you know the, the Ox situation when he scored that goal in the, uh, you know, in the charity shield, and you thought, right, this is going to be his year, and we, I was going, right, well, what, what do we do? You know, who do we drop for the ox? This is his year. He's going to, and it's just been incredible. His, know where his confidence. Is well, it's shot, absolutely yeah. shot, and so we've got those two. The Southampton. How do you revive their confidence? Really, I mean, I don't understand. You, you it. play them. What's you have to, to play them. To the Arsene Wenger gives you unbelievable belief. And then you start to form an argument that sides with all the people who want shot of the manager to say that he can't put a side out to win a game anymore. He doesn't give people unbelievable belief anymore. People are, he's not getting the best out of the players anymore. He used to get the best out of players, and now at the moment he's not. He's not getting the best out of Ramsey or Chamberlain or Walcott, and they're so talented. They've got a lot to offer, and he's not getting the best out of Giroud either. I don't think any of them. I don't think any of them know that they're in the shit until they get dropped. Like Mertesack is very, very dropped at the moment, right? Theo mm. is very, very dropped, mm. and it was only. You never, there's never, you know, there's no short, sharp shocks. I, d- I dare say there isn't in, in, in football management these days anyway. But you never know that these players are on the edge until Arsene totally loses it with them. And even then probably does a really kind of silent, passive-aggressive sulk with them. And it just, yeah. just doesn't play I them. put a you know tweet I mean? up after Cochrane got carded at, red carded at Spurs. <laughs> Fenger will never look at him again. Yeah. yeah. He'll pick him. <laughs> but he will never look him in the eye again. That's it the moment always, it broke. Yeah. He will always let him know. And and Coquelin will ne- yeah, it's only um some point next season when Coquelin is benched again and ends up back at Charlton that he'll realise that he was in any trouble at all. There's no it doesn't seem to be and we've we've been told famously by 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 fam- by players before about how much 
isn't said in the dressing room, how much bollockings aren't given, how much no one ever, you know, the, you the dressing it, room culture that is there I'll now isn't uh, being kind of tempered in any way by, by the people supposed to be leading them. At West Ham, I know they're in the post-Aladice euphoria and they've done themselves an amazing deal on a new stadium and Golden Sullivan might well be sitting on a gold mine. They might well be able to sell that club for a lot of money given that the income they'll be able to generate, especially if they get into the Champions League, which they might still, if they get some good results in the coming weeks, they've got to play Man U. And I still think that the top four, as it is, will be the top four at the end. But they look, there's a feeling in the place that the fans love the team. They love a lot of the players they've got. You know, and the Mark Nobles, Mark Nobles, their leader, is a proper leader. He's a proper fist-clenching, slapping people on the back, geeing people up. A real old-fashioned captain of a club, a real leader. Someone who's the longest-serving player, is West Ham through and through. He's a, yeah. a huge respect for Mark Noble. I think it's really um, unfair in, the, in that he has never had an England cap, and I feel sorry for him. He was behind Lampard and Gerrard for so many years, yeah. and just at the point where he's had his best, perhaps his best ever season... And Spurs have come up with Dyer and Deli Alley, and he can't get a cap even now. And then yeah. Danny Drinkwater emerges, and it must be absolutely <laughs> killing him, right? Because all the players have been picked ahead of him. He's looking at how many caps has Gareth Barry got, and I haven't got any. Yeah. I mean, it just seems a bit mad. But, it, you know, in that ground, there was a feeling they love Billich. They love it, right? Yeah. They love him, the passion of Billich. And they love him and he's smart and he's clever and he's thoughtful and he does change the team and he does do things. And he has brought in good players. He's made some good signings. They look good. They love the goalkeeper. They love him. They love the left back. They love, they love, they love the fact that Carroll's demolishing our insipid centre-halves. They love it. They were jumping. Yep. And they could have won the game. Perhaps they should have because they had a good goal to sell out. But, but, yeah, but this is, their, this is the first season that's happened for... It is. But the point, the point is that... The fear that we all have of losing Arsene, what Arsene has done, the respect and admiration and reverence of, of Arsene for building the ground and changing the culture of the club and making us what we are. In the end now, the, the ugliness of it is, is the feeling that he's just made the board rich, right? And the people, the people who, who, who hire him every year on another contract for £8 million a year and give him £80 million quid to spend that he won't spend because he only wants to spend £7 million on El Nenny in two windows when he could have had anyone. I mean, he could have had anyone. Anyone, right? He could have had anyone he wanted. He could certainly have had Lukaku. You know, we could go to Chelsea and give him sixty million next week for Lukaku. I'd throw the entire budget at Pogba if it was me. I think Pogba's fantastic. But do something with it because you can improve the team. Look at all the money. But they won't. So that's that's a feeling. There's a fe- the, the feeling has dipped, and that's why there's this toxic atmosphere. And I, to be honest with you, I don't really enjoy going over there. I don't enjoy going out everywhere I go. People say, "Where are you then? Where'd you stand then? Where'd you stand in?" <laughs> In you, in or out, what are you? Every taxi, everywhere I, I go, had, every person who talks to me. I had that two me. o'clock in the morning in a taxi I'll last night. I can't stand it. I can't bear it, right? <laughs> I used to enjoy it. I remember Rocky Roadcastle making his debut. It was exciting, and it will be exciting when Chris Willett makes his debut. You know, you'll think, wow, he's good. Can't wait to see him develop. There's no, lo- there's no feeling of love about the club or people who really like, like going down there. No, you know? yeah. We should be winning! Well, well, but this is it. It's... Uh, um, Amy Lawrence said uh, a few months ago, it, this narrative has emerged that it's now well. If Arsenal don't, if Arsenal don't win this year, that's it, you yeah. know. And and that's been there, even though Chelsea collapsed, Man City, Man United. We're above all those teams that you know. Leicester has been a freak. Tottenham, yes, 
is a concern because they're looking good. <laughs> but you know, but but all the time, the whole the whole thing is oh, if, if, if fingers just, is uh, yeah. And I'm just being devil's advocate. No, right? no, no. I, I'm telling I hate you now. Man City are changing their manager. Yeah. Man United will probably change their manager. Yeah. Chelsea are changing their manager. Tottenham are doing better because they change their manager. West Ham are doing better because they change their manager. There are lots of examples of freshening up a club mm-hmm. by changing the manager. Leicester City change the manager. Watford change the manager. There are lots of examples of people down the bottom changing the manager and it doesn't work. It's not always the way. It didn't work yeah. for Aston Villa. It hasn't worked for Sunderland. It hasn't worked for New castle but at the moment this feeling of being in a rut of non-change where the level that's acceptable at arsenal is not enough it's not this level that was acceptable for sir alex ferguson that is mm. the level that has to be acceptable and if you're not achieving that level i'm afraid i mean and again we keep using theo as an example and i feel bad about it because he's so famously a lovely bloke Never would have played for Manchester United. This would not have been there. You cannot yeah. fail to deliver week in, week out like that and keep getting a shirt. You're not going to get a shirt, right? Mm. Ashley it's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> there are mysterious, there are mysterious <laughs> things that go on in Alex Ferguson's squad. So, and Ashley Young is the example of that. You can use a player, can find a thing for a player. I mean, he bought Andy Cole and Dwight York and wouldn't work. Really? Are they really the one? Well, yeah, they are. I'll make them that. I'll, make, I'll get them to do what I want. Yeah. No, no. I, uh, it's not going to stop. I think Arsenal will be there all next season because he's under contract, right? And he wants to be the manager of a big club and he's there and he's got players coming. And but and we'll get the same points or roughly that we always do. We're and it's just whether, 75 points and it's whether anyone's above, however many people above us or how many are below us because we will do the same thing again and again. Incidentally, did you, were you watching Alan Duncan in the, uh, in the House of Commons this week going on about... Um, going on about uh, underachievers when he was um, the Conservative MP. Did you see it? No. I was just watching him. You should watch, there's a clip of it on, online. He's going on about, um, he's sticking up for David Cameron and he's talking about um, how there's a culture of uh, of envy around the wealth and it's underachievers. Oh. And as he was talking, <laughs> as, he was, as he was talking, you can just, if you put a pair of glasses on him, you can just see Hillwood going, I thank you for your interest in our affairs. In our affair. So it's the same kind of, same, <laughs> same, way, same the Tories. Bunch. The Tories have a way, don't they? When they're in power of behaving like the natural order has been restored. Yeah. And this is where we should be. Of course we should be in government. And there's something awful must have happened for us not yeah. to have been here all these years. And it's a hideous complacency that in the end is always their undoing. It's it the had, same every time. It had, the, it had a touch of like, you know, Arsenal fans like kind of sort of shaking their fists. It's like, it's not... But we're, we're rich. But, it's not your... We're rich. It's not your problem anymore. Can I get, right, I, you see, I... I uh, this idea that uh, sort of Wenger... The, the money thing... The idea that Wenger just sort of... Uh, well, basically, all right, I'm trying to say is Keith's email. <laughs> Keith's email? Well, I can read you Keith's email. Do you want to do it in the um, accent or... No. Um, okay. <laughs> well, it starts, hi, guys, which is always a worry. <laughs> uh, I hate hi, guys. Um... Keith and Ian both declined to appear on this week's podcast. Ian says he hasn't got anything to say, which is, that is really, if you you know Ian, hilarious. Bad news for BT Sport. (laughs) Keith, meanwhile, just said said he wanted to do it and then said he didn't want to do it because he would just rant about Cronker, which I think, uh, speaking on behalf of our listeners, I think they'd have been quite up for that. Um, um, He says... Uh, uh, I hope whilst playing Cowboys on their 500 million pound, I think it's dollar, ranch, 
that Stan Cronkier and his son Josh, their horses hopefully get spooked by a rattlesnake and thrown onto the ground and die slow agonising death eaten by raccoons or what effing creatures they have out there because with the rest of the rancid board are slowly killing the club I love. Regards, Keith. <laughs> Which is my favourite. Is it, is it, <laughs> is regards, is it written in that weird kind of way? You know, like when you leave the caps lock on and like you start. No, like, no. Like, is it written like a I'll ransom be, note with no, no with no punctuation? Mail and various other. No, no, it's right, but he's he's had it in for silence, Dan. For a long time. and uh, Some will call him a visionary, Alan. <laughs> the ownership of the club has, has been an issue for a long time. And and Wenger the other day was talking about, I built this I built this club, which I thought was a slightly dodgy thing to say, because uh, no, if you, anyone built this club, it was Henry Norris and Herbert Chapman. But uh, No, but you, you know, know what he's... I understand what he means, because he has presided over the building of a new stadium. On that issue, we were, we've been a bit unlucky, haven't we? Because suddenly all the clubs are so rich, anyone can build a stadium well, now. I mean, you could sell a player for sixty million quid, get hundred million pound off Sky, and you've got half a new ground built. It doesn't take ten years anymore; it takes three. Well, this is it. There, there, there's all those things about the finances, fair, financial fair play. Yeah, now you Just get all this income on gone. match days, and actually, it's a drop in the ocean because you get so much money from BT, it's worth nothing. Yeah, especially if you don't spend it. Yeah, a financial fair play. But he made just a point. Sort of got- we haven't had any money from outside. No, you haven't taken the money that's on offer from outside. You could have had Ushman off on the board and David Dean as chairman. And Ushmanov probably would invest would have invested in the club. I mean, that's not that's just something that was rejected mm. by a board who made that decision. That's their choice to make. They're the custodians of the club, though. Lest we forget, it is also they've made a lot of money. Unless from we shares. forget, it is David Dean who brought Stan Kroenke to the table as well. So he's not, yeah. you know. So he's oh, uh, he's not blameless in all of this in the, sli- in the slightest. He brought both of them to the table. But then you're looking for outside investment. And after a while, you think, why are we looking for it? Because they want to sell their shares and get the money. As Wenger has pointed out at shareholders' meetings, when I came to the club, the shares were 400 quid each, and now they're 8,000 pounds each, or more. I think they're up. To, I think there were shares worth selling at 14,000 pounds each. So every shareholder's done well out of it. And if you've got hundreds of the shares, he's the man who's made you a fortune. So a lot of people have made a lot of money. I mean, David Dean invested 300 grand and walked away with 75 million. So it's very difficult. It's good, Anna. It's, it, it is. You don't. The man is going to be there until he wants to go. And I think the way the club is run, it's very difficult to sack a manager who's got you in the Champions League 20 years running. You've seen, you a couple of you've seen the Sopranos. And we're in profit. You've seen the Sopranos. You don't, you know, he's a good earner. You don't, you don't kill your good earners. You no. just keep them there. You just go and get your envelope. Absolutely. And but the fact uh, that, the fact that it, Kronke it, doesn't care whether we win the league or not hurts. I think it, you, you would think like David really? Dean. I would like David Dean on the ball because he really, really wants us to win and he wants Tottenham to lose. And Kronke doesn't give a shit about Tottenham, right? Isn't that where it is? Do you really think Kronke doesn't want to, us to win the league? I don't think he's going to keep him up he, at night. I don't think he might, yeah, I don't think he matters to him. I think we can all say I don't think he matters to him whether we do or don't. He spent $500 million on a ranch. That's weird. I mean, you know, it's not it's not that Abramovich has built any hospitals or anything, but it's a weird way to spend your money. And then he's he's moving his NFL club back to LA or something. This is what he's interested in. He's not interested in Arsenal. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. It's a good investment. The shares are still going up. He could sell at any time. He'll make money. It's an investment. It's just another business in a portfolio. So it, it, you do want your your board to care about us winning, and there's not really any sign. That's what I think. That's what's hurting people. Right. That's what's hurting people. That, that you, you know, we do want to win. We should be doing better than we are. We should have more points than we've got. We cannot defend. I can't understand why. It's weird. So I don't think that's why. I don't think the atmosphere is going to change at all. It's going to carry on like this next season. And I do. 
For one more season. For the, one more season, Arsene is going to... You, you can't know. renew it. Can't Everybody, even the people who really want him out, they still say, you know, we respect him, we thank him, we admire him. Not all of them, mate. But, you know, <laughs> no. but some of them are so spitting furious about it. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> we go round and round and round so the same thing every year I was going to actually um, uh, I was going to put together in fact I might do for if, if, next time we do this uh, this time in the last three or four seasons to see what it sounds like I might put a little, put, put a little more time someone together. sent me a tweet about saying, what we uh, said this a couple time. of idiots have been pestering me about oh, when are you going to do a podcast you should do one I'm going to punch him in the face and they, <laughs> then someone said just listen to 2012 it's the time <laughs> <laughs> It's the same. Go back. You won't remember it. It'd be quite, it'd be quite nostalgic. I definitely have a little look. It's the same. So, um, who's your player of the season? Alex Wobey. Alex Wobey. <laughs> Three starts. Mesut. Mesut Ozil. But are you excited about next year? No. No. <laughs> What's wrong with No, you? I'm not, D. Are no. you not? No. <laughs> No, it looks genuinely. It looks genuinely mortified that you're not. Surprised. All I can no. say to you, is, uh, I'm, are you? I'm dreading. Are you? Are you? Yeah, I've got to make myself not check transfer <laughs> gossip every day from now until August the thirty first, which is what I did all last summer. And a sign of weird reflex habit to look at my poxy phone and search for Arsenal news in advert. Oh, don't do that. And another Italian website says we're interested in every player in Syria and the, and the Metro bollocks prints of bollocks every day and, and you don't click on it, don't click on any of it, right? And I don't, as a rule. What are you excited about next season? Tell me, tell me the, give me the top line. Uh, <laughs> right, no, no. <laughs> It's close. We're close. It's really interesting. We are. How close are we? How close have we been? How close? How close are we? We're we're you know, Liverpool game. I think that that Liverpool three all that was a key moment in us. Liverpool are really quite poor. Shut up, shut up. I'm I'm just saying Though that was a bad moment for our season, and I think a lot of things happened after that. That you know, you're right. Yeah, yeah. And so those th- sorting those things out, sorting those things out. <laughs> we're we're not as far as everyone. Three, two up, and they all look at one another and say, one, two, three, shit yourselves. And then the whole Arsenal team shits themselves, and the opposition score in the last minute, and that is our routine. We have no courage. There's no heart and courage. There is no fear in the opposition. We need a couple of people in the dressing room who are just a bit harder. It looks like we are going to change the pattern a little bit this year because we came third last year, which normally means we come fourth before we come third. Now, the interesting thing, I want to to ask you this, right? Do you believe, as I've heard reported by John Cross, amongst others, that there is pressure from above on the manager to spend? Who do you think is applying that pressure if there is such a thing? I think that pressure comes from it being... April, I and think that we always get these stories I, before the season April. ticket renewal. We always get the season. We always get this story around now. We've had the war chest story a couple of months. You know, there's there's the same. Don't want to call them all out, but there's the same. There's, there's the same people who each time, like clockwork. When I, when I compile our our end of season uh, podcast compilation for the last five years, I'll also look out for some stories. The same stories that appear at the same time about players. The, we're going to start the war chest stories right. and uh, the pressure from above. It's 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 horseshit. Yeah. It is, and we end up with no one. 
we've got these stories from last year, we the pressure from above. We'll not we ended be signing up with... uh, Zlatan, will we? That's definitely not going to happen because he won't pay half a million pound a week. For to no, but if we got a Boomyang, Boomyang, or he he did do something like go for Pogba, just you know, do something like it that. won't compete. Or Iguain, you know. So, uh, d- and I, I want to see Jack have a full season. I want to see Santi back. I, I, I'm looking forward to see El Neni. I'm looking forward to see Hector develop. Yeah. I'm looking forward to a team that might just actually go. Do you know what? This could be his last year. He's done so much for us. Let's win the title for him. That's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's not <laughs> no, silent, Chris. It's going to have a cardiac arrest from laughing silently. <laughs> right, listeners, I'm going to set no. up my own. <laughs> I, I, love, I love that you love the Arsenal. <laughs> and you love all our boys. And as soon as they put on the shirt, they become next of kin to you. Yes. And that's, that's, how, that's what it is to be a real fan. And, and it is that utter delusion <laughs> <laughs> that keeps football clubs afloat. That is, why, that is why so many of us go down there while we spend all the money, there was a point. There was a point about halfway through the season when we collectively said, "Why don't we all sack it off? What are we doing? We're spending." There's eleven of us who sit together. That's twelve thousand quid, right? Yeah. But we could easily rent a flat in the uh, North London area for that. <laughs> massive TV screen, massive TV, couple of huge fridges, and eighty-five takeaway menus, and just meet <laughs> there for all the games because they're nearly all on television. And then it dawned on me that you'd never get Ollie up from Rye to watch TV, and you <laughs> no. wouldn't get Alan from Barnet or you up from Bright. And then it is just going to this hideous cathedral that they've erected that we have to sit in, <laughs> that makes us keep convening to be disappointed in such a way. <laughs> Have there not been a couple of moments this season when you go, oh, actually? I haven't enjoyed it. I haven't really. Keith's, your... just, Keith's lost the plot. It's just well, yeah. Thing. He's gone do lally. Yeah, well, I think that's... Alexander doesn't say anything anymore because he's gone into some teenage adolescent yeah. tunnel. Stoney's stony, isn't he? What are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> so, unless Sean turns up, it's pretty boring. What's been your moment of the season? <laughs> uh, well, Man United... Yeah, that was uh, Sanchez's goal against Man United. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, Kaboom! Loved it. It was on then. Yeah. Well on. Well, was there, there, there was a, <laughs> an away performance around Christmas as well. In 1994. A young Michael Thomas had just played his first game. <laughs> It was spring. Uh, <laughs> I swear to God, they showed they showed the Michael Thomas scoring against um, Liverpool on the big screen at one of the games. I can't remember why. And uh, all around me, there were middle-aged men going, perhaps not even consciously, going, <laughs> "Thomas, charging through the midfield, Thomas." It's up for grabs now. Thomas, right at the end. end. (laughs) (laughs) All of them have watched it a thousand times. They're all blinking. (laughs) My bet on... Did did you hear Alan Smith was commentating on something at the weekend? He goes, oh, one minute. And and he... A Leicester fan was giving it the one minute. That's it. And Alan Smith said, oh, I remember that. And I think whoever was commentating with him didn't get it. And it was like, it was Steve McMahon. Leicester City. Leicester City, everyone wants them to win the league. Arsenal fans more than than anyone. We're all foxes now. There's no one in the world who wants Leicester to win, including people in Leicester. (laughs) I want Leicester to win the league more than we do. And uh, good luck to you. I love Ranieri. Who doesn't? And I'm a huge Schmeichel fan. And I really like Simpson and Fuchs. I think Morgan's outstanding and Hooth and 
drink water. I love them all. I love Conte. I love all Brighton. Always been underrated. Yeah. Should be going to the Euros. Mares, Vardy, the little Japanese fella. I love you all. <laughs> you are all my children. And I want more for you than I want for my own club. I seriously do. I would take five defeats for the Arsenal and five wins from Leicester in a heartbeat. <laughs> in a heartbeat. I would nearly give my house for it because the idea of Tottenham winning the league is too unbearable to even con- contemplate. Even you, Damien, might agree oh, God, yeah. that football might bring some disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> if we messed up this season so appallingly when we should have many more points than we have through incompetent inept lazy stupid defending and that we find ourselves six points behind Tottenham who are okay and you know on course where they should be finishing fourth or fifth like they have done in the past but they're second and thinking they're going to win the league I swear to god they're not surely because Dr Bonar's drug fueled outfit from the East Midlands (laughs) 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 what did you make of Dr Bonar and the allegations that Arsenal, Chelsea and Leicester players are on drugs did you enjoy that? It came and went quite quickly, didn't it? It did go quite quickly because there's no other evidence to support it. So there's no yeah. journalists sniffing around. Obviously, can't find anything because you can guarantee they are all over it. Well, yeah. Wad, it was no, a Wado no, no. or UEFA who sent a delegation to when Arsene like um, sort of popped his head over the parapet earlier on the season. And I mentioned about a couple blood of testing, yeah. mentioned about yeah uh, blood testing, drug testing. Then um, that quickly got shut down. Then as well. I mean, it's we, we all like to believe in you know Father Christmas a little bit, but. The idea of football, I, I, the idea of football being squeaky clean or bit well, is, it's laughable, right? Is, is, well, is, is, and is the idea that the club, the idea that the clubs will know what their players are doing, because no club will sanction it from within. But it doesn't mean they're not saying go to this bloke and you can get whatever you want. <laughs> do, do your EPO in July, whatever yeah. you do, you know. And so, if this was cycling, right? If this was cycling, I'm thinking about Chris Froome and everything that Chris Froome's had to suffer as he's he's ridden around France with people spitting at him because they say he's a drugs cheat with no evidence whatsoever. He's never failed a test. He's the most tested cyclist in the history of the sport. He's a fantastic, talented athlete. There's no evidence that he is in the Lance Armstrong camp where every other cyclist has been all through the 90s, right? There's no evidence, but he has to put up with it. He must watch Jamie Vardy and Conte and all these people who've come from halfway down the French league or non-league and suddenly they're racing around the premiership and they're thinking if you were in France riding a bike you'd be getting spat at in the face because no one would believe it and then just at the moment they're about to cross the finish line this little story breaks in the Sunday Times about Bonar and Casa shadow over the whole thing yeah and, and financial doping as well There's, they're being investigated about yeah, that yeah well they should have been done for that that yeah. is weird but um well this so this season um with um with steve bold taking on his social media roles i i am hearing that oleg luzhny is in charge of um, yeah <laughs> if only. in charge of supplements yeah. <laughs> arsenal now um <laughs> yeah i well there's a, there was that story on um I think it was on Popovich where there was loads of blood that had been... There was a big doping case in Spain. Allegedly. Allegedly. And there was like 200 bags of sort of sportsman's blood. Big bags of blood waiting in Spain to... Uh, that, that was evidence that then mis- that got destroyed. Allegedly. But, you know, what would happen... What would happen <laughs> if it turned out Ronaldo... Mm. Or Messi, was, allegedly, you know, was, was uh, well, cheating. I'll feel as bad uh, about that as I do about the idea of, yeah, Michael Johnson being... If, if, if Michael Johnson was ever not just a superhuman, then... Well, I'll, I'll... Carl effing Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> the financial doping is a real thing, though, isn't it? I mean, they did do that. 
and they did avoid sanctions. And they were quite... It was, it's all in The Guardian. I'm not telling anyone yeah. that isn't in The Guardian. That's where I read it. It's in there. It's worth reading. It's interesting. And it's you don't want to be the fly in the ointment or rain on anyone's parade. But they had a turnover that was massively lower than their wage bill. And that's where you incur um, financial fair play penalties. And that's where you should start to suffer in the way that QPR were being hunted down. Mm. And they did a deal with a company that was created by a friend of theirs uh, who <laughs> sold their sponsorship rights and got a massively increased deal. Did a good job, this company. Uh, yeah. They got an £11 million deal for naming rights for the stadium and shirt sponsorship for Leicester City, which dwarfs any other shirt sponsorship or stadium naming deal in the championship. I mean, really, it's five times as much as you could hope yeah. to get. And so very conveniently, with that influx of cash, and the, and the people who, who, who came up with the money for the stadium naming and the shirt sponsorship were the owners. They sold it. What? They sold it to themselves in a in a thing. <laughs> and so the Guardian journalist goes to find this company that was set up. Who oh, this, yeah. Who, who went out into the world to find someone to, who would pay $11 million for the stadium and shirt sponsorship. And there's no phone number or website. website or yeah, they yeah. don't exist, right? It's just a, it's a very evident scam to get £11 million extra from the owners into the club yeah. that they're not supposed to be able to do. A little bit like when um, Manchester City, the owner's father, sponsored the, the yeah. team for £400 million. And that, that apparently... Creative circum- accounting. Circumvented the rules. Yeah. So they got, their, they got their wage bill turnover balance in order through that means while they were in the championship in their promotion winning season 2014. And yeah. uh, other clubs in the championship were not happy about it. But it's too late. They're promoted. They're gone. So <laughs> the Football League are, in challenged. inverted commas, investigating it. Well, they don't seem and, to be investigating it quite as well and as this the time, Guardian. And, <laughs> and this time last year, they're thinking, well, just wait till you come back into the Championship and then you'll be our, you'll yeah. be our concern again. You'll be in Oh, trouble. no, you've just won the Premier League. You're in the Premier Maybe. League. Yeah, you're gone. What can we do now? If yeah. you were in the Championship, we'd relegate you or we'd dock you 10 points or we'd do something, but we can't touch you. You're in the Premier League Can- and the Premier League is not going to spoil this story. Richard Scudamore's not answering his phone <laughs> anymore. <laughs> what? No, no, you're gone. I'm in a tunnel. <laughs> the fairy tale story. Well, do hey, you listen, think I've, this- signed, I've signed, well, as, you know, because of the shocking, awful alternative, I am I'm a fully signed up member of the fairy tale right now. Between well, do you the season. do you think? Did you see the Pat Nevin thing about is this now going to happen? Is this idea of a top four? What with all the football, uh, the TV money coming in, has this levelled the playing field? Are we going to see Leicester situations again? Can a can a good team? Can a good coach? coach shock horror at a team to the title on a regular basis I'll, with, with I'll say this to you I, I think the Premier League would have been a lot more even over the years without Alex Ferguson <laughs> frankly who was an extraordinary manager yep. for so long at Man U and won them titles that no, no other manager would have won for him it took at least two off us yeah I least. mean in 99 definitely we'd have won it <laughs> 2003 definitely yeah 2008 I think we had ourselves to blame for not buying the Nelka in January as I've said about 500 times to all of it <sighs> but there are, there are leagues that there are leagues that have gone someone did go through all our collapses and uh, <laughs> and over the last six or seven years and it was is, it Tayo? I think <laughs> again I think it was in the 
observer. <laughs> I don't know, but they went through in some detail, you know, in it February, <laughs> top of the league, well, finished eight points behind, lost three out of the next five, you know, over and over again at the key moment of the season, in the spring, in oh, squeaky bum time. So we, he started, but we're, oh, so so we're, we're close, Helen. Oh, oh. you <laughs> Come on, you effing wanker! We have never replaced Sol Campbell and Patrick Vieira, have we? It's we replaced still, Sol Campbell crime. with Sol Campbell in 2000. <laughs> <laughs> we came back. Shall to, we get to season ticket renewal? We get, we get to. We, get to, we got to sell. We got to Sol Campbell uh, after he'd been. About four stone later, basically. Yeah. Um, have special. Shorts, and at the mate. new camp, you know, it was one of the and flags. And at the new camp, Sol Campbell played at the new camp. Did as he? we forget, in that, um, I think we we went there with Campbell and Sylvester. I think Thomas from Ireland still on the bench. I was watching it the weekend, and I thought I'd have Kashelny at right back, and I'd get a big, strong, good in the air centre half, mobile mm. header of the ball, and have Kashelny at right back, and I'd have Bellerin in the midfield. He's so good. Yeah. He's so good, Bellerin. Well, you, Louis, well. Louis Van Gogh. I love him there. Because I want defenders in defence, you know? I mean, we just don't, we didn't seem that keen on defending. We were. This is a difficult opponent, West Ham, in a full, noisy ground, and they're in a run of form, and you're 2-0 up. Somebody's got to say to someone, right, we've got to nail this down now, lads. Okay, yeah. we have to nail this down. Sit tight, we'll get a third at some point, which we duly did. But do not, whatever you do, collapse under the high ball and let in three in ten minutes. And no other team does. Have you ever seen any top team let in three in ten minutes as often as we do? Oh, it's unbelievable. We would have only have had to... Um, this leads me on to my uh, next point about Thomas Rizicki, actually, because at least he's going to get his... Uh, we'll have a lovely farewell for him. But we, it also reminds me that it would probably be against Villa where we could have been in a position where we would have needed to beat Villa to, 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 yeah. to secure the league. Well, now, Leicester, what are they going to do? Right, They've got West Ham next. At the King Power, you know, so they'll all get drugged up to the eyeballs. <laughs> Allegedly. And all down at Dr. Bonoff at the moment. <laughs> what, 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 what does this one do? <laughs> Have that about an hour before. They've got, Ever- they got Everton away. Well, they play West Ham and Swansea at home, the next two games. And then it's Everton and So they United, get two Chelsea. wins, right? They yeah. get two wins. Spurs have got Stoke away, which I expect they'll win. They're on good form. Yeah, they've they got two Monday night games, haven't they? Yeah. But I think, you know, if Spurs drop points at Stoke, it's, it's, I, they've got to win those two home games and then they need one win out of the world. The next game is at Old Trafford. What would be lovely is if they just needed a point at Old Trafford and then won the league there. That I'm sure they'd love that. Or win it at home against Everton. I think if it comes to Chelsea on the last day of the season... Tricky. Um, might, maybe. Or Chelsea will just almost literally lie down. And allow, <laughs> because no one at Chelsea wants Tottenham or Arsenal to win anything under any circumstances and they all like Ranieri and then no Chelsea fan will want anything other than a Leicester win that day. But I think it'll be done by then. I think they'll get their yeah. three wins. I think they'll win their three home games. So it's us getting Can we get over third? Yeah. Or second? I yeah. said before the other day when Tottenham were at Liverpool I was saying quite confidently to say, oh, yeah, I'll finish above them, don't worry about that. And then Manchester City were all Manchester United were awful the other day, and they smashed them. And we can't defend. And I, I honestly don't know what our results are going to be. I have no idea. We play Crystal Palace and West Brom. They don't need any points particularly. Palace have got a semi-final coming up. We'll probably beat them. At three 0 down the other day, I was expecting you know United to come storming back for a five three. Those <laughs> those are the days In when we were just yeah those are the days when we were watching the that legendary half time talk when they, when they yeah. were three down and Ferguson went in and said it's Spurs. 
And then didn't say another and this word. Why, yeah, and Pochett- went Pochettino went in and went, lads, it's United. <laughs> 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 the whole world is upside down and I hate it. Yeah, it's true. That is true. Well, then we have West Brom. Then we got, who we got away? Somewhere. Man City is... We've got, we've got another away. Resurgent Kevin Sunderland. De Bruyne. Sunderland. Sunderland, yeah. We've got to go there. Then we play Norwich. The games are only going to be exciting because the team's fighting for, for their lives. Yep. We'll get top four that. We're going to get second. And there'll be 60,000 in for a qualifier against FC20 or whoever it's going to be. Or Celtic. We won't, no, if we come third, then we won't have to qualify, will we? Yeah. Leicester will smack bang in the group stages of next season of Champions League. They won't be seeded, so they'll be, they'll be, oh, they've got no chance. They won't have Conte either, so they really will be screwed. Are we going to get Conte? And Dr. Bonar will be prison, so I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> We're going to get and Are we? We need another midget. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, player of the season, you've gone Mesut, uh, you've gone Iwobi, I've gone Bellerin. Goal of the season. Bellerin, no, actually, I hadn't read, but Bellerin. I love Bellerin. Yeah. Mesut, obviously, one of the best players in the world. Yeah. I want him to do that record, by the way. Yeah. Well, I would like him to beat Thierry's record. And three, Santi, got three assists Santi as well. Santi was, you know, you forget how... He was brilliant. But stunning. He was brilliant. Goal of the stunning. season. Goal of the season. I like Sanchez against Man U. I think it won't be versus Everton. Yeah. Really? Oh, what about Wilbert against Everton? Can't no. remember it. <laughs> <laughs> what about Ozil against Bournemouth? When he just dribbled from oh, yeah, halfway, yeah, yeah, yeah. played two one twos, and yeah. ended up in on the goalkeeper, and no one knew how it had happened. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. It was as if there was no opposition on the field. Theo against Man City, nice hit. <laughs> <laughs> if you could see his face there. <laughs> hey guys, <clears throat> goalkeeping ricket of the season. Uh, the Manuel Almunia award <laughs> we're not doing this properly come on we're going to have a well, sp- check, against, check, against, check against West Ham gave it a good that, go that wasn't a good moment for him was it it's been <laughs> no. pretty solid since yeah uh, Ospina against Olympiacos was a classic a classic of the type Almunia himself couldn't have cocked up better than that I still think the most Almunia's goal ever was the one where um, Fabianski it was a European game where we sort of caught it and then rolled into the net. He sort of took it in such a weird way. Do you not remember it? It was a it was a group fixture. Oh, someone will post it up. Um, he sort of yeah. He goes on the ground to take it, but he's, it's just the worst positioning of a goalkeeper you'll ever see. And I think that was even more Almunia than anything Almunia had ever done, <laughs> as well. Fabianski, um, who yeah, then obviously that. came back and you know had the the, the prerequisite worldie against us um, to stop us scoring and losing to Swansea. Oh, yeah, Fab. Yeah, I like Fab. Oh, well, lads. Um, well, I'm glad we finished on a nut. It's note. been a pleasure over the, <laughs> over the year. Uh, oh, don't hold your breath. Uh, don't tweet me. Don't moan. Do your own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and we may see you when And uh, come on, you foxes. Ta-da. Bye. See ya. <laughs>